0: Welcome to a very special edition of GameWare Express. We're celebrating our 10th episode this week, you guys. Yay! (laughs) That's right. We made it this far, so let's keep going. Double digits, right? Um, Today is Friday, December the 13th, 2013, and I am your host, Adam Arinder. Aside from celebrating our 10th episode, we also have some fancy new podcasting equipment. Now we went from one microphone to three microphones. We so Fancy but there's still four of us so bear with us if you know it kind of sounds like crap speaking of that i wanted to apologize for last week's monstrosity uh first of all to you listeners i'm so sorry we had some technical difficulties with the microphone and it wasn't picking us up and instead the only microphone active was the one on my laptop so that's why i kind of sounded muffled so i'm sorry to y'all and i'm sorry to you my my fellow, my, my fellow guests, my fellow co-hosts on the show, because mm-hmm. I felt like we had a really good episode uh, last week, and it was kind of lost in that. I tried my best in post-production to amplify our voices, so it was kind of salvageable. But, um, but yeah, but now we have new equipment. This was going to come in today anyway, so it's just kind of a weird coincidence that last week sounded like crap. Yeah. So hopefully, we sound better this week. Um, so you already heard her. Rachel Macaulay is with me today. Hello um Rachel Yes. I want to know what your favorite video game adaptation is. Okay. Like a game that's based off of something, something else, whether else. it's a comic, a movie, a television program.
1: Hmm. Cuz I feel like we kind of already talked about this maybe sorta, I don't know. Uh, Quidditch World Cup? Is yeah, good. well that was,
0: you know, we talked about favorite like game where you're school students.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean it's based off Harry Potter.
0: That's weird. So, yeah. yeah. That's a good answer.
1: Golden Eye is good and
0: Okay, I said one.
1: Okay. I just just th- throwing stuff out there. I like Goldeneye, too. Okay.
0: Okay, which one do you like better?
1: Uh, pro- Actually, probably Quidditch World Cup. Okay. I-, I was never really good at Goldeneye.
0: Were you a Hufflepuff? No. Or were you a Gryffindor? Because that's what Harry Potter was on.
1: I was a... Uh, I was a no, not Slytherin. Ravenclaw.
0: Did you get to pick, or did they like sort you?
1: I don't remember, to be honest with you. I remember always wanting to do Ravenclaw, because their colors are the prettiest, and they're like the smart ones mm-hmm. so i was like oh i want to be that one
0: did you what What position did you play in on the in the quidditch <laughs> that's <logo> a great <laughs>
1: question adam because it's been a quite played some the time. snitch <laughs> <laughs> that
0: position i think that's a position
1: it is if you play real life quidditch at your college university that is in fact a position
0: okay if sidebar it, yes What is real-life Quidditch? How does this work? (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh, dear. So, most universities have a college Quidditch program.
0: But brooms don't really fly, Rachel.
1: I I know. You're on the ground, and you you still have to go get a broom handle and hold it in between your legs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. And you have to run around and, like, throw dodgeballs at each other. (laughs) The dodgeball is the bludger, and you have a volleyball, which is the... um. Quaffle? The quaffle and um, the volleyball. They, they make their their hoops out of PVC pipe, and you throw the quaffle the to the, you throw the soccer ball like through or volleyball soccer ball whichever one it is at that and you you have your beaters who just beat each other with dodgeballs the entire <laughs> game while whilst holding this broom handle in between their right their legs and running around, um, and the snitch is actually a person that they dress up in like all gold
2: What? <laughs> wait for real yes for real oh my gosh, and they like awful. run around
1: and they try and catch him and then yeah it's there's a lot like, of tackle him to the ground <laughs> Well, no, they, they have like a rule where like if the snitch is like sitting on the ground then like people can't touch him so like you can just be like a jerk and just sit on the ground and like let the game go on forever and ever and it's, there's, I don't, I don't understand Quidditch, but yeah.
0: What if in the Quidditch World Cup game you could actually play as the snitch? Like your job was just to be the little ball and fly it around <laughs> away from people or be the bludger and try to hit somebody.
1: That would be really fun.
0: That would be even better. Yeah. Come on, EA. They made that right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So welcome to the show this week. Thanks. Okay. And on the other mic, the Martins together must share, so hopefully they can remember to uh, come in. You kind of have to talk right in front of these microphones. Is this good? Yep. Stephen Martin's with us. Stephen, what's your favorite game adaptation?
3: I thought about this for a long time, and I decided on an NES game, actually. Okay, what you got? Well, in, in college, we played a lot of uh, Win, Lose, or Draw on NES, and
1: mm-hmm. yeah, um,
3: you know, maybe it's a cheap cop out to just pick a game show video game. No, you know, but, no,
1: it's based on a thing.
3: And and you're you're limited so much because you can't draw a circle. You know, you could just <laughs> kind of go up and down and left and right. It's kind of like a, oh, what are those little etch-a-sketch?
0: It's basically an etch-a-sketch. Oh, wow, so, yeah. And with terrible music. So I've never watched a win, loser draw. How does, is that like Pictionary? Yeah,
3: I guess you could say it's Pictionary. So you have um, an item you have to draw, and uh, you have to have your friends guess what it is. Okay.
4: so on, it, on the NES. Right, yeah. But what in the,
3: I guess, like, does it? look at, when, it, when you see the item, play. don't look at it. I was say, is it's it cheating. honor system?
0: Because it's it going to show
3: system. on the screen, yeah. And it's, you know, it's not as fun if you're cheating. Okay. But, but you do have to be drinking when you're Oh, of course. It. That helps. Of course. So. I, w- I was also thinking Goldeneye, but I know you said only one, so. you got to pick like, one. Because I have two, but I had to narrow it down oh, to well. one. Oh, so well, I said I had to narrow it down to one. Fantasy Host gets to pick all. So you did narrow
0: it down. I did narrow it down to one Okay. Yeah. Well, I still pick when lose, or draw. Okay.
3: Because, man, that game is fun.
0: So you just draw with the D-pad and that's it? Or do you I have think to you use, have to like, hold the down the A button and then draw. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe press it once. I don't know. We should play. Let's play right now. Do we have it?
1: No, we don't have it.
0: Well, I have it. Okay. Okay. After the show. Sweet. So don't stream this week. And my real answer is Goldeneye. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Good.
0: Renee Martin. Hello. Rounding out the cast. Same question. Hello.
2: So, I really love Sanrio a lot, and there are lots of Hello Kitty games out there, but my favorite one is on the GameCube, and was it on anything else, Steven? I feel like it was also on Xbox, but maybe only in Europe? I don't know. You're not sure? Well, my favorite would have to be Hello Kitty, Roller Rescue on the (laughs) GameCube. It's really cute and a really good adventure game, and... I had a lot of fun with it. Well, I guess it's more of a platformer, like a three D platformer mm-hmm. adventure game. And it's <laughs> so cute, and it's really fun. Um, actually, the roller skating in it, Hello Kitty is basically on wheels, and she has to like bop enemies on the head. And um, the I don't know the her rolling around on roller skates kind of. Feels the same as whenever you're in Pokemon, actually. X and Y kind of rolling around. And <laughs> That's rolls. cute. Is
0: the camera terrible in that game, too?
5: or?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> no.
2: It's good. And, I mean, I beat that game, actually. And I don't beat many games. Usually Whoa. I pick up a game for, like, 90 hours and then set it down.
3: That's just too much <laughs> oh, wow. time. Are you saying on the 89th hour of, of Hello Kitty you decided to keep <laughs> going?
2: <laughs> I did. It got to around 89 and a half hours. And I was like we're going to keep doing this. Going to keep trucking, me and Kitty.
3: <laughs> I think I watched you play that whole game. You uh, did. I remember falling asleep.
2: Do you remember that the final... Oh, you fell asleep. remember that the final boss was like this giant thing that had to keep chasing me and I the just butcher. had to avoid it? Oh, yes, the butcher oh, but it, the I, was it a giant was, was it a dog? That would <laughs> have been funny. That would have been good. Um, I can't even remember. For some reason, I feel like it was a giant batsmaru, but... Maybe it wasn't that. I don't know. It was Giant something.
3: I think it was Shadow Hello Kitty.
0: <laughs>
2: yes. So that's my answer. Hello okay. Kitty Roller Rescue on GameCube. Love nice. it. It's good. Go and buy it if you can find it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good luck.
1: Is that a challenge? That's it. She made it sound like a challenge, like if you can find it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Being the big Batman fan that I am, I have to go with – um. As Rachel hits the table. You can hear everything with these microphones. They're new. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. I'm going to go with Batman Arkham Asylum. Rocksteady's, like, first successful game.
3: I thought Urban Chaos was pretty successful.
0: Well, you know, tomato, tomato. (laughs) It it was the first game I played that made you actually feel like a complete Batman. Because it wasn't just like, oh, I'm Batman, I'm going to go beat people with my fists. But it also had some of the detective elements in there. And I feel like a lot of... The modern renditions of Batman don't show Detective Batman as much. And he's the world's greatest detective.
1: Detective Comics. That's
0: right. And uh, I felt Batman Begins the movie did, kind of did that well. And the Dark Knight did it a little bit. And then Dark Knight Rises was just like a shit show. And it was just like terrible. But I really like Batman Arkham Asylum because of the Metroid style of gameplay where you have the whole asylum there, but you can't get to certain areas until you get certain gadgets to unlock those rooms or get to those areas. And Arkham City was cool when they did the open world, but it just didn't feel as concise. It felt a little unfocused and then Arkham Origins is just a mess. Like in, in terms of focused and stuff like that, because it, it plays a lot the same like the first two But that just, one's not
1: made by Rocksteady, right?
0: No, it's made by WD yeah. Montreal, yeah. So, Arkham Asylum, I love it. Yeah, it's a good game. You should, should play,
1: play the Batman and Robin, Adventures of Batman and Robin game on the Super Nintendo. Is that based
0: off the television? No, Super Nintendo. It have been before that.
1: It's just Batman and Robin. I don't not think the it's, crappy 1997 no, not, movie? No, not the crappy 1997 movie. It's it's a great game. Okay. Yeah. You should play that. It's co-op.
5: Uh-oh. So you get so to be Robin, I, just like when I you grew up?
1: I get to be Robin.
0: <laughs> cool. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for joining me. Um, it's our 10th episode. I want to mix things up a little bit. Uh-oh. Let's start with news.
4: Whoa! Uh, is this yeah,
0: so we're going to start with news because the, the thing that inspired our intro question was because the VGX was last Saturday. For those who don't know what the VGX is, <laughs> it, it's uh what used to be called the Spike Video Game Awards, or the VGAs. That had, started in 2003. Last year they celebrated their tenth, uh, I guess, year of doing it, and it's gotten progressively worse. It went from being, I guess, an award show to just like a PR publicity stunt with gameplay reveals and trailers and like really bad jokes, kind of insulting the injury and gamers in general, and it was just not a good thing. And it got a lot of fire over the past couple of years. I mean, two years ago, instead of having playoff music. They had a guy dress up like a soldier and go teabag developers on stage. Wow. That's a thing. I mean, it was on Spike TV, so I guess you kind of want to expect that, but it's still really bad. and
5: Gross. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and one year, Neil Patrick Harris was host, and then Neil Patrick Harris won the VGA for Best Voice Actor, (laughs) which seemed kind of, you know, wrong. So this time, instead of showing, you know, a two-hour tape-delayed award show on Spike, they decided to make it more intimate and, I guess, extreme, and I don't know what the X stands for. It was bad. Yeah. They played it, they streamed it on Twitch, on Xbox 360, on PS3, on Xbox One, on your phone, on anything, on, you know, the Spike website, the game trailer's website, and it was three hours long instead of being two and they like said it was me an all-day affair but to me three (laughs) hours really isn't an all-day affair and jeff Keighley was hosting and so was joel McHale of the soup and community fame and it was just really awkward it was very bad joel McHale seemed drunk and like he didn't want to be there
1: he admitted to being drunk
0: (laughs) and yeah so they gave away a few awards i guess but they told all the winners they were going to win like two weeks ago so they can make up some like vignette of their like character talking, accepting the award. It was really kind of weird. But they did announce some new things and some news there, and that's the only reason why this is kind of relevant. Because Rachel and I sat and watched it. Steven, you tried to watch it. Yeah, we
3: tried watching it on our PS3, and I don't know, maybe our internet's just not good enough to stream that. It was too extreme. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. So we, we gave up pretty early in the broadcast.
0: Right. But again, so the reason... Well, I wanted uh, my intro question was favorite game adaptation because Telltale Games came and dropped like two bombs on us. The you know the, who made The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us, and now The Walking Dead season two is coming out this month. Mm-hmm. The Wolf Among Us first episode came out, but the show opened up with a Telltale logo, and it was rumored that they were coming out with a Game of Thrones game, and I was super excited. But then it panned out, and they were in Borderland, the
4: Borderlands,
1: Pandora.
0: Yeah, in Pandora, and they're making Tales from the Borderlands, where it's a uh, you know an adventure game in typical Telltale fashion with characters on Pandora. I don't know. I mean, I, I know I played Borderlands for its strong narrative.
1: And no, I... I don't. But I mean, I... I guess some people care about that, obviously.
0: I mean, I still haven't played Borderlands 2. I've only played the first one. But, yeah. like, there was, like, no character development except except Claptrap, the little robot. He was the most character development we got in that entire game. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess because it fits the Telltale, like, aesthetic. That, like, heavy self-shaded kind of cartoony graphics that Borderlands was. I, I mean, if Telltale's writing it and just using those characters, I guess it could make sense. I don't know.
1: Well, maybe, I mean, the characters themselves in Borderlands don't necessarily have any sort of narrative or character development behind them, but maybe that's why Telltale's they're doing it.
0: Right. And I don't know if they they showed, like, two characters. They showed, uh, oh, God, what's his name? The guy who sells you the weapons. I don't know his name. Handsome Jack? No. No? I
1: don't know. No.
0: <laughs> Marcus, maybe, is his name, actually, I think. He's the weapons guy. You go to his vending machine, and he yells at you. And then um, they had a couple, like, I guess the who the main characters who didn't look like, you know, the siren or like I think her name's Lilith or any of the other characters from Borderlands One or Two, so it might be an original story. Mm. But later on in the show they did come out and say they are working on a Game of Thrones game and I got really excited and almost knocked Rachel off the couch.
1: It's true.
0: Um it's gonna be based off the HBO show. I mean, the only trailer they showed was like the theme song from the show playing And the and, Iron Throne. In the Iron Throne. But It'll be interesting. We kind of talked about it a few weeks ago when the the rumor happened that they were working on a Game of Thrones game, how it's gonna play, and they didn't really talk much about it. I have a feeling it's gonna come out later in 2014, but that's a lot on Telltale's plate. They're working on like four projects right now that we know of. so I just hope that they don't spread themselves too thin. you know like it's been three months since we've had another episode of The Wolf Among us. And I don't know if that's because they're trying to space things out, or if they're falling behind on production, or or what. I don't know. So aside from Telltale, just showing they're working on everything, they uh, then they announced uh, Tomb Raider: The Definitive Edition is coming out next month on PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Have any of y'all played that Tomb Raider game at all? I have not, not yet at least.
2: I want to. I want to watch Steven play it.
0: I uh I started it. I probably played the first couple hours. I got to guess the first tomb, and that's kind of stopped. And now I guess it doesn't matter because um, this new one's coming out on PS4, and I'd rather just play it on that.
3: Maybe you weren't enjoying it because
0: the hair just wasn't realistic enough. That's true, because the PS4, the definitive version will have the Tress effects, which is like the realistic hair flow.
3: That's the only reason to buy the PC version, but now I mean, just PS4, Xbox One. Right.
0: Might as well. So that was there, one of the developers was there, and, like, the voice actress who plays Laura uh, was there, and she just kind of was wasted space. I
5: don't know why she was... All
1: she did uh, was sit there and nod, and she mm-hmm. was just, like, nodding and nodding, and it contributed nothing to conversation. And then they asked
0: her a question, she seemed really confused. Yeah. What was the question? I don't remember. There we go. Okay. And then uh, Reggie came on, Reggie Fisa May of Nintendo... And we were all excited. Is he going to announce a new Zelda? Is he going to show off a new Metroid game? Show some new Super Smash footage? No, they showed off. Uh, Cranky Kong is now going to be a playable character. And Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze.
1: Well, favorite smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Didn't we say that we're going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people guessed that. But, I mean, if it's it's a Spike TV... Well, I guess it's a game... I don't know who's, who's producing this. Is it Spike TV's VGX or is it Game Trailers? I have no idea. They're owned by Viacom. But we figured something for their audience would not be Donkey Kong. But I guess that's the next game on the Nintendo slate. Yeah, it's just on the PR schedule. Right.
1: I mean, they're probably not going to announce, like you said, because it is Spike TV and, you know, it's not really Nintendo's demographic. Well,
0: that's why you show, like, a new Zelda that will give everybody excited or new Super Smash Bros. footage. Because even the bros play Super Smash Bros. Right.
1: Oh, no, I know. But, you know... I don't know. I I don't really get excited for announcements because I've been let down so many times <laughs> a couple years ago when they announced Poker Park 2. Uh, <laughs> so I just don't. I don't know. I'm I'm never just like, oh man, are they gonna are they gonna announce this or are they gonna announce that? Because I'm just like, no, they're not. They're gonna just throw it in my face. Right. So.
0: So. That's four playable characters in Tropical Freeze now. Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, and now Cranky Kong. And Cranky Kong plays just like Scrooge McDuck in DuckTales.
1: That cane bounce.
0: He, he needs to speak into the microphone, dear.
1: That cane bounce.
0: There you go. These are directional microphones now. They're new. Yeah, he, he can bounce. He can pogo on spikes like Scrooge McDuck could. So I see they stretched real far to make that character. I think every character in every game should bounce on a pogo stick.
3: Right. Just make, every,
0: make every game better. But Reggie was wearing a, a, like a 8-bit or 16-bit Samus pin on his lapel, and they asked him about that, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, Metroid's one of my favorite franchises. He's my cool pin. So I don't know if that was foreshadowing or if he was trying to, like, drop a hint. I don't know. Probably just a fashion statement.
1: Well, that and Jeff Keighley wouldn't leave him alone about it
0: that's their they're always
3: like that it's, i love it it's
0: mm-hmm. just I, I don't think reggie can get out of a room with jeff Keeley in it without
3: being grilled
0: what was more awkward was joel McHale was asked reggie if he got like his ps4 and xbox one and reggie gave like you know the traditional pr that like oh all competition is good for nintendo we hope everybody succeeds and then joel goes oh so that means y'all are gonna kick their ass right and reggie <laughs> just kind of like looked, stood there bewildered like well, how do i respond to this And then they cut away and then came back and Joel McHale was not on the screen with them. So (laughs) So Reggie killed Joel McHale.
2: (laughs) That's some Hunger Games shit.
0: (laughs) So that was it with uh, with Nintendo. And then they moved along and showed a trailer for Tom Clancy's The Division. Which I have little to no interest of. (sighs)
1: <sighs> as opposed to the rest of the internet, who
0: seems enthralled with that game.
1: Everyone seems so excited for that game, and I don't understand. If if anyone, you know, out there is excited about The Division, please email us and tell us why you're excited about it. I'm I'm, I'm not trying because, to be condescending. Because, Rachel, descending.
0: when they shoot the bullets at the car, you could see each bullet hole <sighs> go through, and the door closed when he walked by it.
1: Maybe, maybe it was just because I didn't like Ubisoft's press conference as a whole, because I hate Aisha Tyler. But maybe whenever that came on, I was just like, Whoa, well, this looks boring, and I almost fell asleep.
0: Okay, so yeah, the Division no one really cares about. Rivety came on and showed some more quantum break. Quantic break? Quantum break? One of those. Yeah. And they're making some, they're calling it a reverse tower defense game on iPad. Isn't that just a tower offense game? Like you just, you, you set your dudes to attack the tower. Reverse tower defense sounds redundant. It's just tower offense. So that was there, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park fame came on and announced a game of the year, like, halfway through the show.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: So the Spike VGX, of the game of the year, goes to Grand Theft Auto V. Yay. Um, Loki's meowing, I wonder if we can hear that, her cat. Um, But <laughs> they also showed a South Park The Stick of Truth trailer, which, you know, got delayed to next year, and... Uh, The more trailers and and stuff I actually see of that game, the less excited I am to play it. And I really like watching South Park, but everything they show in that game is just too many fart jokes. Yeah. And fart jokes really aren't my thing. Like, for Magic, it was literally they cupped their hand, farted into their hand, and threw it at the enemy. And to me, that's not funny. That doesn't seem fun. And if that's like the Magic, that means that's a core gameplay mechanic, and that's what you're going to be doing the entire game.
1: So, nope.
0: So I don't know, my cancel my pre order on that because A, why am I pre ordering things? <laughs> and B, um I just don't want to play that much anymore. I don't know.
1: I wasn't very excited about I mean I was kind of excited about it before, and then when we saw it at E three I was just like, Well no. I mean it looks cool yeah. because
0: it looks like you are watching a South Park episode well, and yeah, you're interacting but... with it. Anyway. Yeah,
3: I think that has so much potential because there you know the humor that the shows are, are funny, and yeah, they always have been, but it, they don't have to use cheap humor. And, like you say, if you're gonna be doing that 10,000 times mm-hmm. during the game, it's just I just I can't get into it either. I just
0: I didn't watch South Park much when it was like sooner with like the singing talking shit or whatever was on there. I didn't like that, but lately it's just been you know, they make that in six days, so it's all like relevant, topical, current event humor. That, I like that, but I guess you can't do that in the video game, so they're just going back to their older episodes. I don't know. And then, big list. Tim Schafer showed up and showed off Broken Age. That was their Kickstarter success story of a game. And announced that Elijah Wood will be voice acting as the main character in that. Uh, Broken Age is, you know, it's, it's, it's old school adventure game, point and click adventure game. And it's like hand drawn painting style, you know, like art. And it's kind of weird, but it it looks really cool. You like play as two different characters this guy Mm -hmm. who's Elijah Wood on a spaceship, and this like girl who's like in this weird like fantasy setting. I don't know.
3: So
2: Elijah Wood is not Spyro the Dragon.
0: He's not.
3: (laughs) He should be, though. My (laughs) reality is destroyed. I can't play a video game where Elijah
0: Wood is not Spyro the Dragon. So I want, I was wondering where all their Kickstarter money went because they only asked for four hundred grand and they raised like what, like three point five million? Yeah, something like that. So obviously it all went to Elijah Wood to get his Hobbit butt on the game. I have no it's idea. More money in his pocket. <laughs> so that was a cool trailer. Another cool trailer was uh, Hello Games. One of their guys came on. They uh, made Joe Danger, but they showed off a trailer of their newest game called No Man's Sky, which is like this weird space exploration game where you're like going to different planets and discovering them and exploring them and finding things and then blasting off in your spaceship and keep going. And apparently like all the players start from like the outside of the galaxy and work their way in. And the first person to like discover a planet gets like gets to plant their flag and it says like whatever planet was discovered by Steven, you found that planet. Yeah, this, this game looks real intriguing to me. Right. Especially this is a four person game team yeah working on this they're, they're working a lot of different algorithms to automatically make up a bunch of this stuff but each thing they're they're saying is gonna be different it's not gonna be really same z so they haven't showed off a lot on that um, some other i guess media folk got to see a more in-depth or maybe not more in-depth they got one-on-one time with the developers to hear more about it so that's definitely something to keep your eye on little indie team making big space exploration games. So.
3: You know, Microsoft put out a statement yesterday
0: saying they were wanting to get that game on their platform. Right. Because so. they care so much about indies.
3: Well,
4: like, they yeah, they now, had to wait until the internet
0: care. blew up about it. For like, oh, maybe we should go after that. Yeah. And now now,
3: now that they, they know people actually want to play those games. They're going to be more interested in getting them on the
0: platform. Right. And then there was like a 20-minute demo of Dying Light, that weird like – zombie game but it's first person like parkour style and that game just looked like crap like it looked so bad like the zombies looked bad the textures looked bad it looked like a call of duty map like that's all rachel was saying the entire time it
1: it literally looks like a rehash of one of the maps in modern warfare 2 and i don't play call of duty but obviously that was memorable enough for me to be like that looks like call of duty
0: and i mean it just didn't look like you did anything it looked like some like a mirror's edge in dead island weird hodgepodge.
3: Dead Island sold really well, but I never played it, you know. That I played the
0: 3 and it was just not fun and w-
3: when it came out, we could not keep that game in stock. Right. People kept coming in wanting it. And I, I don't think uh, it's sequel or add-on whatever
5: that mm-hmm. time, that didn't
0: sell too well, but because people after buying it because the premise of Dead Island seemed cool, it's just the game. Yeah, was bad, I, never, I never played it.
2: Was the problem at that time that there just weren't a lot of games coming out and then that came out too. It was like
1: Oh my God! It's a game. Well, Gonna buy it. Didn't that come out around the same time as like Skyrim, though? Oh, hmm. yeah. I don't know, because I thought so. Well, that I mean, came out the same time.
0: When you just hear about it, and you don't play it. The idea of like a first-person open-world zombie game you can play with your friends that you level up and stuff sounds really cool. It's just in practice, it it didn't work. It was kind of clunky. Half the game was sewer levels, and it just wasn't fun. I heard it was okay when if you played with like three other people in multiplayer. But by yourself, it was just kind of lost. Rachel, didn't you play that or buy that for somebody? Or? Yeah, I
1: bought it as a gift for a friend of mine, but I never played it. Oh, okay. I was going to play it with him because we were like, oh, yeah, we – you know, I just got this Xbox, and you just got this Xbox. Why don't we find a game that we can play multiplayer? And I guess that was the one that we decided that we were going to do, but then we never did, and oh. whatever.
0: Don't you have it? Isn't it on the show? No. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, good.
0: And then finally to end the show, well to end the show was this really horribly executed concert based oh. off the music of Grand Theft Auto Five, which is really just like the game getting up there and oh rapping. God. Hey, hey. It's good to see the game like getting some gigs, alright, because this isn't like two thousand three anymore, so I don't know why the <sighs> game is still relevant. But um, Vince of of Respawn Entertainment came in and showed Titanfall. And I'm really excited about Titanfall. I don't know if y'all are excited about Titanfall, probably not. But I'm really excited about Titanfall. And they showed off two more Titan types. They showed off the ogre, which is like this big tank of a thing that can barely move but has heavy firepower. And then the opposite type of Titan called uh, Strider, which is supposed to be fast moving and quick. And they had you know some weird, like, promotional video for Hammond Robotics, which is like the you know made up company, the Black Mesa of Titanfall that makes these robots. So they showed off some of that, and some of that gameplay, and that looks really fun. I mean, you're shooting with giant robots. Giant I robots. I cool. loved shooting giant robots back in 1995 on Mech Two. <laughs> so maybe this will bring some of that back for me. Yeah. So that's pretty much all the notes I wrote down for VGX. If that was boring, sounds you know, like it was so- a great show. Can
1: I just say that Grand Theft Auto Five? one soundtrack of the year like video game soundtrack that was just so they could no isn't that soundtrack just other songs that other real life bands have done that is not a video game soundtrack that is and now that's what i call music hit cd
0: i think they just kind of gave it that so they could Uh. tie in that shitty concert they did because (sighs) they cut to those guys and they like had no idea what they were doing they were just like trying to fill time, and they're like they were trying to send it back to the studio, and they're like, "Oh, we have thirty seconds left." Uh, like, they just look at each other and be like, "So, uh, what color are your pants?"
1: Potato, potato. Yeah, and they start like, "Oh my potato. god!" Like, "Oh god, no!" That just that was like what really I was just like, "All right, this is stupid," because like Grand Theft Auto. Well, yes, the songs in the game are good songs. It's not a video game like soundtrack. Like it, Rachel.
0: This is the Spike TV.
1: It doesn't matter. BGX. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
3: So it's kinda crazy because Grand Theft Auto is a series, you know, when it started on PC, the soundtrack was all done in studio mm-hmm. from the team and it was good music. And then with with Three and with with Vice City and San Andreas they, they moved to licensed music and and those games had some really good tracks on them too, but yeah, Rachel's right. It's just like a compilation of, of music. Mm-hmm. so maybe maybe they should have uh two different awards maybe have a have a licensed music award and then uh a score original score
1: that would award. be cool but,
3: but again like adam's it's spike tv Who yeah. right. so, cares? i don't,
0: they I don't, don't even care they don't care about their own awards i don't know who like came up with these awards like who who made this stuff like did jeff Keighley pick all of yeah, these yeah he does it in his underwear he
5: picks
0: all <laughs> up, so. so they didn't, they need to do something with that like I I know they really don't care about video games, and a lot of people like don't care, doesn't care about Spike or its video game awards. But if they're going to keep doing that, they got to do something. It seems like a better move in the right direction. But I either think
3: people next year, it should just be animated the whole thing, <laughs> yeah, just like
0: a cartoon. That
3: award. would be yeah. really just awesome.
0: Everything's animated.
3: Because Playmation.
0: Jeff Keeley, I mean, people like to call him the Dorito Pope because all he does they call him a big PR show and Joe McHale didn't seem like he wanted to be there. But some people said he like livened up the show and turned it from you know, PR drivel to something entertaining. So it was really polarizing yeah. Seeing people's reactions to this. But now that's over. Other people's and other sites and other podcasts, game of the year stuff will be happening soon. Ours will be happening soon. So stay tuned for that, I guess, and then you can be mad at us or whatever we choose. Um, Steven do you have any other news this week besides yeah. all that crap? A few things came out. We have a lot of uh,
3: sales numbers for things. I know everyone loves numbers because they're so exciting. That's your favorite thing? Ah, uh, yeah, I really love it. Not really, but so Xbox One is officially the fastest selling console of by the month of November. Oh, really? Because they sold close to 900,000 units in, what, nine days? Yeah, because they they released later than Sony did. They didn't sell as many systems as uh, Sony. PlayStation 4 sold more. But um, they're both doing well, better than the Wii U, unfortunately. The Wii U is still not able to find its foothold. And uh, Mario 3D World is officially the worst-selling 3D Mario game, or worst-attached right to its console and that's depressing because
0: that game is really fun we
3: really do like it and um it's one of the best games of the year but the the wii u not selling is not helping 3d world sell at all right so um yeah it's kind of unfortunate Mm -hmm. i don't know what nintendo can do to turn this thing around but i I guess we'll find out because yeah it'll happen or it won't (laughs) Uh, clippy b cliff Blazinski. Of, formerly of Epic Studios, creator of all things Unreal, uh, is getting back into the arena shooter game. Oh, so
0: oh, really? he's going to stop just being a dick on
3: Twitter? Yeah, he's actually <laughs> going to make a game. It's only going to on, be on PC, of course, and it's going to be an arena shooter. Oh, sort of okay. like Unreal Tournament, maybe. So it's going to be like Cliffy Tournament 2014? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm kind of excited about this because I I've, have been saying all year that I kind of miss those kinds of... Yeah, you have. ...bombastic... Fast-paced shooters. I don't play, um, not because I don't, I don't think they're I mean, not because I don't think they're fun. I just don't play slower-paced shooters like uh, I guess your Halos, or your Call of Duties. But right. growing up, definitely spent a lot of time playing games like Unreal Tournament and Doom and uh, Quake.
0: Right. So we'll see. It could be
3: cool. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll build a computer. I, I never, I never
0: really played many computer games growing up, let alone any of those you just mentioned. So. Right. It's oh. not going to be for everyone. You right. know, those
3: games don't have stories. They don't have. Uh, just pew pew pew. It's just shoot shoot your friends fast. Shoot them <laughs> fast. So, uh, you know, there's more new games coming out. We may have touched on it a little bit. Tomb Raider is getting re-released on next generation systems. I guess you can call them current generation systems. Now. Yeah,
0: that's where to transition. That yeah. Now it's, it's ne- now weird it's now. Time.
3: But Rayman Legends is also getting reborn on uh, new consoles. Hmm close to a year after it was supposed to originally launch right but uh, rayman legends which sold poorly on uh six different formats will now sell poorly on two new formats (laughs) so it'll come to ps4 and xbox one in february and it's a great gorgeous game and it looks fun and it is fun and uh no one's gonna buy it why do you think no one bought that is it a spite Um, because they delayed it no no one bought it because no one bought it no one ever bought a rayman game no one bought the other rayman games yeah it's also a Ubisoft game, which, you know, Ubisoft stuff either sells really well, or it doesn't sell well at all, and it's something like Beyond Good and Evil, or any Rayman game ever, and then it'll drop in price real quick, although Rayman Legends has not dropped in price real
5: quick. Mm-hmm.
3: It's been out for about four months now, and it's still pretty much a fully priced game.
1: The original Rayman was supposed to be an Atari Jaguar exclusive.
3: Whoops. And this it's, it's on PS1, it's on Game Boy Advance, yeah. probably on DS, I don't know. Yeah. Still a beautiful game. I love all the Rayman games. They just don't sell very well. So um I think Metal Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zero's got a release date. Yep. That's cool. Comes out on March eighteenth. That should be on everything. Current PS three. N- now and previous What gen- you Xbox? On Xbox three sixty. Wii you? No. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Oh well. You can play Rayman Legends. Okay.
0: On your
4: I do <laughs> own that and I need to
0: play it. You
3: bought it?
4: Yeah. You've played it? No.
0: Oh. I liked what I played of Origins. Yeah. Yeah. So. I played a lot of that on the Vita. Yeah. It's gorgeous on the screen. Everything
5: is. Yeah. (laughs) So.
3: uh, I think that's all i would written down. Um, Unless you had anything.
0: Uh, Nintendo announced um, the 7.0 update on the 3DS. That is the one that will link your accounts between the 3DS and the Wii U. Not to download and play games between each other, but so you can... Share your wallet and your money. You can post to the Meverse from your 3DS now, or still the computer, or your Wii U. And my favorite part of this update is now you have to press L and R together to activate the camera. So no more accidentally bumping one of the shoulder buttons oh, yeah. and going into the camera, which drove me crazy every time you do it. It's just the little things. Little things that make you feel better.
3: I really like taking pictures on my DSi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never taken a picture on my 3DS and actually thought it looked like a picture I wanted to keep.
0: I took one when I first bought it of my old um, editor for the Reveille of him like pointing his finger at me because it's to be 3D. Right. And it looks like crap. And that's the only picture I've taken on that machine.
3: Plus, on the DSi, you could, you know, when you'd open your DSi, one of your pictures would randomly. Show oh, up on the top screen, yeah. mm-hmm. so it was actually kind of cool to take pictures That's on it. Cool. But three Ds, it's pointless to take. Pic- I honestly yeah. wish I could just turn the feature off. Oh well, I know that turn like, it off.
1: every time we get like a three Ds traded in, you know, if, you it's, like, still, if, if it's still got stuff on it, <laughs> <laughs> we you have
3: to delete everything on there. Little
1: we, little kids like to take we, pictures. <laughs> ever
0: find anything good
1: or no, bad?
4: Yeah. <laughs> just little
1: kids like with like this like really serious face, and they just like look like they're like bored to death, and they like look down at their D. Di- like it's it's funny. I have, I think I have, like, a couple pictures on my DS, because I let my little cousins take pictures mm-hmm. on it. I have a picture of Neil Bonham, because that was the day I bought it. <laughs> i went into gameware. <laughs> that's
0: funny. So, I think that's all of our news. I do want to stick on the Nintendo topic, though, because there have been a few articles coming out lately that have been all about Nintendo being doomed and what is what the hell is wrong with nintendo i think that was literally one of the headlines was what the hell is wrong with nintendo and someone put posted a, a forbes column on rachel's facebook today
5: yeah
0: and i don't know why i read it and i got really upset too upset to like sit there and type out my full response on yeah. facebook plus i want to know like see what y'all thought about this let's talk about nintendo obviously the wii u isn't selling so hot and um a lot of people are saying that nintendo needs to stop making consoles that's what this article is mainly about they need to go third party they can't survive what are they doing yeah yada 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 and while you know maybe not the hardcore call of duty bro gamers aren't going to rush out and buy mario 3d world on their wii u nintendo is far 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 from the 3DS is selling like crazy. They just uh, they made another freaking 3DS and called it the 2DS, and it's selling like crazy.
1: Yeah, and nobody saw that coming.
0: I mean, this...
1: <laughs> the 2DS is like, we were, all, we were all sitting around, you know, a couple episodes back being like, what the hell is this thing? This thing right. is stupid, but it's, you can't keep it on the shelf.
0: And they're releasing a Pokemon 2DS bundle, so like, say goodbye to Christmas, yep. everyone else. I mean, I know last generation Nintendo kind of struck gold with the Wii out of like a fluke or a chance. Like everyone had to get that Wii mote and play Wii Tennis, so maybe they're still swimming off of that. I honestly think I know this generation is not very long or old right now. I'm really seeing it being like a repeat of two cycles ago where you have Sony killing it or doing pretty well compared to Microsoft who has their big black box. I know... The PS4 and Xbox One are still kind of close. I don't want to like turn it to a flame war. But then you have Nintendo, who's kind of over here on their own. Not a whole lot of people are making games for it. The really only reason you want to buy is to play those Nintendo games. Because the GameCube did not sell very well. Yeah. After coming off the high success of the Nintendo 64. And now we have the high success of the Wii, and then the Wii U comes out.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this earlier. and I, I was one of those people that when the Nintendo DS came out, I was just skeptical. I was like, I don't want this. Why would I want that? I don't want. And and like maybe it's cuz like at the time like I only played my I had an original Game Boy and that was it. <laughs> like I had uh, an original Game Boy and a Game Boy Pocket so I could play my Game Boy games and that was it. So I just I like didn't care to get a DS. I didn't want one, but when I bought my DS, I was I was 100% wrong. The DS is great. And later on when I bought my three DS a few months after it had launched, I was still like this three DS is a great console. And while it didn't do so great at first, now everybody has to have one. Everybody has to go out and buy a three DS. Like that is the thing to have now. Like if you don't have a three DS by now, like what are you doing? What's wrong with you? (laughs) As Reggie Fisame would say. Right. And
0: (laughs) obviously with the Wii U Nintendo's done some really poor marketing with that. Like, there aren't a whole lot of ads or a whole lot of good ads for it. And the fact that its branding is also terrible. It's called the Wii U. And for the longest time, people thought it was an extension or an add-on to your original Wii. But I know 3D World just came out. We just said it's not really attaching very well. But a lot of people were saying the same things about a year and a half or two years ago about the 3DS. About how, like, this thing is so screwed. The DS was so good, and this is terrible. Where are the games? It's way too expensive. Why would I buy this? and now yeah. 3DS is like the thing to have.
1: Exactly. And you know what's funny is that um uh, is that like <laughs> the Wii U is basically a giant DS. You have your small touchscreen that's like in front of you and you have the actual picture up on the TV. It's basically a giant DS. And if the DS is successful, then why wouldn't the Wii U be? So.
0: I guess because the DS had a lot of those weird, quirky games, like oh, those yeah. weird niche games, those JRPGs, those things like your Phoenix Wright or your Ghost Trick. I know Phoenix Wright was originally a GBA game, but you had a lot of those on there that you're not seeing on Wii U yet. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. No,
1: I know, but you know, you never know.
0: And Nintendo has such a big back catalog of older games for the SNES or the you know the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo. Why aren't more of those coming to play? on my
2: Wii U. And it's always bugged me that they've never advertised the fact that virtual console exists. Yeah. Like, telling people about that in the store and just seeing them like, I can play Mario yeah. 1 on my Wii? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, let me show you how, because Nintendo sure doesn't, like, it's this hidden secret. Yeah, like, oh man. Know? No,
1: no, that's like one of the best things about the Wii and the Wii U is having the virtual console there. Because so many people get so excited about it all the time. Like.
0: That's why I bought. I didn't get my Wii until 2009. And since I didn't have any Nintendo consoles growing up, I was excited to get my Wii because I could play a lot of those games I couldn't play growing up. And this is the same with the Wii U. I never got to play Earthbound, and those cartridges were god expensive. But now I bought it for 10 bucks. I still haven't played it. But it's on there, you know? And a lot of people are, are saying, including this guy who wrote this column for Forbes, that... Without the third-party support, like how can Nintendo compete? But you don't. Know, I mean, maybe it's anecdotally for me, but you don't buy a Nintendo console to for go third-party for third-party. You go play it because of the Mario's, the Zeldas, the Donkey Kongs, the yeah. the Metroids, the well F Zero they don't make anymore. But all those types of games you can only get on Nintendo.
2: I guess people who just play Call of Duty just. They just can't comprehend it right. it's just like whenever i tell my first graders to be quiet mm-hmm. and then they don't and i'm like what don't you understand about it <laughs> let's look up the definition <laughs> of silence right me. it's like it, it
5: i just through.
3: as much as i love nintendo and my, and my wii u and my, and my 3ds you know i I I see too many parallels to what's going on right now uh, with the Wii U compared to the Dreamcast. And that was such a great system with great games. And uh, Sega was doing things that no one else was doing as far as software. And they were really innovating there. But without that third-party support, without games for electronic arts, the Wii U right now has worse third-party support than the GameCube had in its last year. And that that blows my mind. And, And I don't see or understand how that can ever come back. If EA is not making games now, why would they make games two years from now? And I know that none of us buy a Nintendo system for third-party third, third 3rd games. We buy them to play Nintendo games, but there's not enough of us that can keep that system going right. without something like Wii Sports, without that lightning in a bottle that can make 80 million units sell. I just I, – I don't – if Nintendo has to scrap the system in two years and put something else out in 2017 – while PS4 and Xbox One are hitting their stride. I mean, that's that's a huge loss for, for them. And I just I don't see the third parties ever coming back to the Wii U. It yeah, just
0: blows my mind. But I feel like even if they did release a new console in three or four years, I, I guess that would be to become more technologically capable or in par with
4: the And that's the not even a problem. the problem.
3: The, right. the technology is not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just people don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. And it's... I don't I mean, know how you
0: can turn that around. I mean, another one of the arguments was saying that to get the third-party support to go with you know, the Xbox One and PS4, it has to be as powerful as those. And since it's so inferior to these consoles, it can't compete. But, I mean, to me – this is just, I guess, speaking for Adam – but it's – you don't necessarily need all the power in the world to make a game look good. No. I know a lot of people want the gritty, realistic graphics and the fish swim away from you while you're you know, going underwater – but a lot of games released on Wii U, at least right now in the first year in my opinion, look a lot better and prettier than a lot of the games out on PS4 and Xbox One right now. I mean, 3D World is gorgeous. Pikmin 3 looks phenomenal. Like, if you just go look at the the Outworld in that game, you have the wonderful 101 that's bright and colorful, and Wind Waker HD, which is just a gorgeous game.
2: But maybe not just color, but artistic style. Yeah. Comes, I mean, those the art is very simple and, you know... Not as many lines
0: mm-hmm.
2: as, you know.
0: And I don't need, you know, to see the wrinkles on my character's face to make me like, oh,
5: man, this game
0: is so awesome.
4: Mario would
3: be pretty cool with wrinkles, though. <laughs> I mean, he's,
5: like, he's like his 30s now.
0: So. Right. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know, maybe because we're just in this weird bubble where we can and have the opportunity to buy each and every console and play all these games. And maybe the people who can only buy one and if you buy a Wii U, then you're like, well, I can't play my Madden or my Call of Duty on that and make it look like all my friends. I guess that's an understandable argument, but you, then you can't be like, well, Nintendo's doomed. The worst thing that might happen is they might stop making a home console, but they're, they, they dominate the handheld market. Like, it's not even close, and they're not going to go away.
2: And going back to my first graders today, we were talking about Christmas presents, mm-hmm. and everyone was saying, I'm getting a Nintendo 3DS. I'm getting a Nintendo wow. 3DS. Not an iPad. And I I said, I, well, one kid, these are first graders. Right. So one of them said, I'm getting a tablet. It's uh, a kid's tablet. Yeah. That's what she yeah. said. Um, but everyone was like, I said, what are you getting for Christmas? What are you getting? And it was all 3DSs. And I asked one little boy, do you know what the PlayStation Vita is? And he was like, what is that? <laughs> so... There
3: we go. Kids really just want to play Shin Megami Tensei. All the first graders (laughs) cannot wait to go into the world.
0: So, I mean, it's become the thing where... If you're not into the Zeldas and the Marios and you know the Metroids of the world, then obviously you're not going to get a Wii U. You wouldn't get anything Nintendo. You wouldn't play those games if it was on a PS4 or Xbox One. But, I mean... And, you know, you never want to say things like this and you put your foot in your mouth 20 years later if it happens. I really do not see a world where a Mario is going to play on my Xbox or my PlayStation. No, I don't see
5: that. And either. I
0: think the same thing about Sonic. I was just about to say the same thing. 20 years ago you say the same thing about Sega and now look at this. But I, Mario is bigger than Sega. Nintendo is bigger than, than – I mean I'm, Mario is bigger than Sonic. Nintendo is bigger than Sega is – And I just don't see that happening, and at least unless it's 50 years from now and Shigeru Miyamoto is rolling around in his grave because some idiot decided to do that, I just do not see that happening.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, and this all coming from someone who really grew up with Sega consoles, so Mm -hmm. I think that I mean it's a powerful statement.
0: Yeah, I I just, I just, I I can't see it. And yeah, Sega had Sonic. And what else did they have?
2: Alex Kidd. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Nintendo has all of these strong franchises. They can make their own brawling fighting game all from first party characters and then pull in some third parties just because where when Sony comes out with Sony All Stars Battle Royale, whatever, yeah. they all of those characters were from third parties because they just don't have that first party support in Xbox. the I mean Gears of War. You H- Yeah, I mean Fighting All all the- these a car.
3: Yeah.
1: A car. A, a, the, 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 that that orange Sega Sega
4: did
0: it first, man. fighters Mega Mix
3: had a, a car from Daytona as one of the characters. Well, so.
1: Atari had like a like a not necessarily like a uh like a fighter like Smash Brothers, but they had a, a cart game and you could play as the um the bear from uh, Crystal Chronicles, or not Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> Crystal sort Castle. Forward <laughs>
0: thinking. That's cool. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. sorry y'all nintendo's not going anywhere they're dead in the water at least not anytime soon and it doesn't matter whether the most technologically inferior or superior because the gamecube that generation was like the most powerful machine was it not Uh, xbox kind of edged it out but they sold
3: so similarly
0: yeah so I mean that generation the GameCube was up there with them and it was in the same boat that the Wii U is in right now. The kinda. one weird thing with the
3: GameCube that kind of held it back was actually the controller, really. And as much as I love the GameCube, a lot of people love the
0: GameCube controller.
3: A lot of third parties had trouble adapting games like NBA Street to that right. controller because you only had, you know, two shoulder buttons and then that mm-hmm. weird Z button. Mm-hmm. So and then the user base just wasn't quite there, so but you still saw those ports. You still saw Madden 05 on yeah, the GameCube. Sure right. Fantasy
1: Star you know, Online, of
3: course, <laughs> only is. on the Game.
1: No, it was well, on the Dreamcast and the that Xbox Dreamcast One. Was dead by the that. Xbox but, yeah, One. It, it was on, on the, the original, original Xbox,
3: Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but not Episode Three. So, if you wanted to shuffle those cards around, you had to play
0: that on GameCube.
1: Yes, so Episode was... Three was exclusive to GameCube.
0: I guess that's true. I guess we'll see what happens next year. When Smash comes out, when Mario Kart 8 comes out.
3: What do you do when Smash outsells... When the 3DS version outsells the Wii U version 10 to 1? What do you do then? You start developing the Super Wii. I you know, think so. that thing out. Because in that game, while playable on 3DS, I'm sure, there's no way it'll be the same experience as it is on the Wii U. And... You
1: know, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I see it selling very well on the 3DS because people already have the console. But I know... Where I work, a lot of people are very, very into Smash Brothers. And they will not miss out on an opportunity to play Smash Brothers on a giant TV. I hope they don't. Yeah. So I, I definitely see it maybe even selling some Wii's, just being there by itself. So, because just that scene, like, people who are into Smash Brothers are very much into Smash Brothers. So.
3: and also very much into a Smash Brothers game that came out 12 years ago. Not yes. right? so much the one that came out recently.
1: <laughs> right exactly. So, so. If,
3: if they even play if they try the new one, you know, on a friend's house and they're like, "Well, this still isn't as good as Melee." Mm-hmm. Or the freaking Project M whatever it's called yeah, on that PC. Mod. But it's just some mod that someone's made. Yeah, making. it's just some so mod. That, that's the kind of weird video game community that still only plays a game from 12 years ago yeah. and they're just not going to adapt. Surprisingly
1: to enough, the people that I know you know my coworkers, they they do play a lot of Brawl, but you know they'll still play with like their GameCube controllers. It's just
3: it's funny that that you know at, at Evo last year, they Melee was the Smash yeah. Brothers, like mm-hmm. they, Brawl wasn't ever even in no. contention for that to be. So I don't know. I I, I liked. I, I guess I wasn't ever competitive in a Smash, but oh, man, people are passionate about wanting to play mm-hmm. Melee over Brawl. So I mean,
0: we'll see if Nintendo can. Uh, bring them back around within because
3: new game. you can
1: play as Mewtwo, mm-hmm.
0: probably, and uh, <laughs> the people who grew up playing Nintendo games are going to keep playing Nintendo games. I don't know if that number is going to whittle down, or they keep like getting that. older. That's a now they have more money, so they can keep. Boxes. Well, they do,
3: but are are the new kids playing as much Nintendo? I guess that's
0: true.
2: I don't know.
3: I, I guess they're playing the iPad. Yeah, I guess but it. But so they want 3ds DS too. Well, apparently.
2: I mean, that's our, those are first graders, right? So I mean, maybe if I went to the third graders who think that they are so grown up. Oh, they're all playing Call of Duty. Fourth and fifth. I mean, mm. uh, the difference between working with fourth and fifth graders <laughs> and first graders is such a wide gap. It's crazy. But, I mean, I, today my I was definitely very proud because just hearing all these kids saying that they wanted the 3DS. just And just the other day when Steven and I were in Target, we were watching these two kids kind of um, playing with the Wii U, like, demo, and they, Stephen started talking to them, and they were looking at Zelda Wind Waker HD.
3: And Wonderful 101. Mm-hmm. And
2: they were talking about how they wanted these games for <laughs> Christmas. Oh, that's really cute. Especially, like, Zelda and Wonderful 101. It was right. just so great, and yeah. we just walked away hand in hand, and we were just like, yep, there's, there's hope.
3: Then, this one kid was like, Wind Waker is so beautiful. I just want to play it, and, and Wonderful 101 is so challenging, but <laughs> but that's a good thing. Were <laughs> they oh, secretly uh, filming a commercial? I don't know, <laughs> because that's what I sound like when I talk about this game. Yeah, yeah
2: games. it was probably, like, a 10-year-old and, like, a 6-year-old. Really yeah, they were just sweet.
3: really excited about playing Nintendo games. I,
1: you know, I'm noticing now, and again, I'm not really around kids a lot, but, you know, I'm noticing that transition to, like, tablets and iPads. So, like, you know, that isn't... That's really cool that a lot of kids want, like, a 3DS because I was in Toys R Us the other day, and I was, you know, shopping for Christmas presents and stuff, and you know what I found? A lot of merchandise was Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. Temple Run was one of another ones. Skylanders. One. Skylanders. Well, Skylanders well, isn't... Yeah. yeah. And And things like that. It was just like, these are iOS games, but mm-hmm. there's so much merchandise and, like, plushies and posters and, like... I. It blew my mind. I was like, this game is $3, and look at how much...
0: Or $50 on your PlayStation 4.
1: (laughs) I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) Well, it's just so easy for those tablets because... A lot of parents like they upgrade their new phone, so if they just turn their old phone, in the cell part, all things, give that to their kids, and they can play games on it. And what's a what's a dollar tempo Run game versus a fifty dollar Mario title that's or sixty dollar Mario title? And that's where this is a lot of this going.
1: Right, but that's really exciting that a lot of kids are excited about the 3ds and wanting to go to that.
0: The the Wii U just needs its its game. Like I, I, I guess people have been saying that for a year needs this game we thought that would be mario but maybe it's not maybe it's smash brothers maybe it's mario kart cause you couldn't keep mario kart wii on the shelf i think it'll be bayonetta 2 <laughs> that's, that's that's what <laughs> everyone's gonna bayonetta
1: want 2. what was the 3ds's game
0: i'd say 3d land 3d land um
1: because i think it's pokemon
0: yeah you're right yeah 3d land was big for people who already had exactly. S's, but go- i guess now i need to buy a 3ds i saw that it the most pokemon, pokemon. you're 100 percent correct And, I mean, because I could say the same thing. I couldn't give two shits about the games on Xbox One right now. Rise, Forza 5, Dead Rising 3. I don't care about that. But is is Microsoft doomed because I don't care about those games? No, because when Titanfall comes out next year, I'm going to go buy an Xbox One. Because that's the game I'm excited and want to play on that machine. So there are people out there just waiting for that title on Wii U. And it'll sell. And if not, then oh well. But Nintendo's not doomed. They still have their 3ds money. They're still swimming Scrooge McDuck pile in their Wii money. Like, it's not over for Nintendo. And these articles and these columns are just getting a little tiresome.
1: Yeah. You remember that one that like in in this article that you know we were reading, um, (laughs) the you know the writer he mentions how like in order for the Wii U to be successful, they should scrap the tablet part. So I was like, so you want it to be a Wii? And they were like, and just sell it cheaper, but even then that won't matter because you can get a discounted 360 or PS3 for that much. I was just like, do you hear yourself right now? And he mentioned stuff about Nintendo not being on the forefront of innovation at all with any of their console.
2: Are you kidding me? No,
1: I'm serious. That's sickening. I was just like, he's very much wrong. but y- because... you Because... Know, I-
0: Sony came out with their waggly stick that looks awfully familiar to a Wiimote, yep. and Nintendo made that stupid Connect. that's all motion control. Yep. It's all motion control. You mean
3: Microsoft. You said Nintendo made Connect.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, more wishful thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. Microsoft made it Connect. My apologies. <laughs> and that Connect's
3: so popular, right? right? There's the fastest selling thing ever, as they said.
0: Technology is the so, best selling piece of add-on. A lot of people are copying Nintendo. A lot of people have their D-pad. I mean, it's things, small things like that. Like, yeah. It, no.
5: Yeah, no. Idea. In the column
0: itself, as a, as a former columnist, is just very poorly written, written just in terms of the structure and the way he wrote it, not including the content of said column. So it was just bad.
1: And you know, this whole having a peripheral with a touchscreen that you can move your game to – is something that Sony's already starting to move toward and the Wii U did that first.
0: And Smart Class with Microsoft. Yep. So I guess who started that trend again? Well, PSP really did it before the Wii
3: U did. But it did it poorly. Yes, it did it very
1: did. poorly. But I mean, you could sort of
0: do it. View mirror on I'm my the layer your favorite game on <laughs> PS3 play on your PSP. <laughs> Great. So, okay. I have some good talk. Yeah. I like talking about Nintendo and how they're not doomed. But what do
3: you think everyone's going to be fired? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah, mm. Reggie, Iwata, everyone. Mm, I don't know. I'd say within a year.
0: You think so? Yeah. Wasn't Iwata supposed to step down they it and earn like 10 billion yen?
3: Well, they said that they were going to sell 8 million Wii U's
0: by fiscal, by March. And they've sold like what, 500,000? Almost a million, maybe. Almost a million. Hey, you know, it's that post-Christmas bump. Everyone's got their Christmas money and they want to spend it on Wii You know, Wii U. from
3: January, uh, I guess from December 26th to the end of January, probably sell 7 million Wii's in one month. Yeah. Wii
4: Us.
3: (laughs) I'll
1: take eight.
0: See? Eight already sold. (laughs) I mean it's been selling better. They keep they releasing these bundles. I mean, do you think we see another Wii U price drop in the next six months or by the end of twenty fourteen?
1: No, but I will tell you this. While the Wii U may not be getting a price drop, it is cheaper than the Xbox One and the PS four. And whatever like people will come into the store all the time. And they'll be like, I need to get a Christmas present for whomever. And they'll be like, what are these new consoles all about? And so we start talking about it, and then I tell them about the Wii U. And I'm like, well, the Wii U, you know, these new consoles are great, but the Wii U's already been out, so, you know, for right now, it has more games available to you. And the Wii U comes bundled with games. Mm -hmm. And it's cheaper, it's really almost cheaper to do all of that because games are, what, like $50, $60 now?
0: And what you just said, a lot of sites, other sites, I guess, are saying the Wii U is the thing to get this holiday season if you're looking at a gaming console because it has games on it.
2: Yeah. It was the same way with the 360 that, you know, the year after. I feel like, do you remember that, Steven? That we had the same thing with the 360. It was like, well, you've got all these games on 360 or you've got the PS3 who's got a few games and they're good, but You've got the 360s. just right, has exactly. so a greater library. And so. and
1: we've been selling Wii U's because of that. You know, that, that Mario bundle that they had that was, what, well, it was New, new Super, Super Mario Li- Bros. U and, and New Lu- Luigi U. Right, and the Luigi game. So that's two games, and it was a 32-gigabyte console, which, I mean, I guess it doesn't really mean anything if, if you're not going to go download all the virtual console games. But, you know, and, and then that's another thing. The Wii U has this library of virtual console games that you can download. So it's, mm-hmm. it's got all of these things available for you outright. So I, I don't think that it's going to be unsuccessful this Christmas because it's just got so much yeah. available. So I don't really see it getting a price drop depending on how successful it is.
0: When do you think we see the first price drops for the now current-gen consoles?
3: I, I don't think you will. Not for a long time. You'll see value added. because mm-hmm. they And they did that – Previous generation, you yeah. know, and the the price was the same, but now here's a game or two games, mm-hmm. or here's a year of. Well, they never gave away a live subscription, but mm-hmm. you, you'll just see you'll see games included. Yeah, and it's going to take a long time for those prices to come down um, compared to before. Right. And and you're, that's what you're seeing with the Wii U now. You know, you're not seeing huge price decreases, but you are seeing value added. I mean, fifty right. bucks in the first year, right? And well, so, in yeah. the 3ds before it had a
5: yeah. The uh,
3: yeah.
2: price reduction. Still a little bitter about that, but it's okay.
5: Well,
3: you're an ambassador. You're not enjoying no, your No, I didn't download that's, those. That's your fault. Well, <laughs> I'm an ambassador. so You can play I my game. I got
1: my 3ds t- three weeks after the ambassador date ended, so I was like, I was a little sad about it, but. I got it at a cheaper price. and well, I'll
0: enjoy playing my Game Boy Advance games that no one else will be able to download and buy ever.
1: I have this Game Boy Advance games. Nintendo has
0: no
3: logic. <laughs> would never want to sell you yeah, why, why, why want to sell you Game Boy Advance games on 3DS? That's why would we do that? Why would we sell you Pokemon games? On 3DS? <laughs> why would we do that? <laughs> I, and uh, Virtual Console is great, but there's no the library on Wii U is, is shit, and there's nothing yeah, on there. Right. You have to yeah. log into your Wii mode. To Super
1: Castlevania IV that is
3: available found. on Wii U. That's right.
5: So, so,
3: but they, you would think they would. I just don't know who's running things over there yeah. because they don't, they don't try with yeah. virtual console and they and they could and even on the Wii they just gave up on virtual console and and when Wii U came out it's like they never even started
1: yeah. you know, there's not a
3: single N64 game on Wii U virtual console when does that start
1: they That's need to they needed to just i i mean and I know, like, I guess I don't really know, you know, how that would work, or you know, how much work or effort would go into it. But is it really that hard to just copy and paste from the mm-hmm. Wii library and then put it on the like, just hey, here's everything that was available on the Wii. We hit, there's a lot
0: of N64 games on the
5: Wii.
1: Ogre Battle also. 64, Pokemon Snap, all of these great games mm-hmm. that were available on the Wii. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, I I just don't know how hard it is. Like, it's it's the same game.
0: Just boot in Wii mode. Just,
1: I know, well, but, they have yeah. to
0: add their, uh,
3: you know, uh, integrations integration. That's right. Right. And then they have to add the... Uh, you can play it on the touchscreen. That, and then the kind of pause and exit out of the game without... Oh, restore I mean, points. Right. Restore yeah. points. There's a little bit of work. I
1: guess that's true, but...
3: Obviously, it's not profitable for Nintendo because they're not pursuing it. If right. it's something that they could make a lot of money on, then maybe they'd be putting some effort into it.
1: Well, right. But like, you know, like Renee was saying, maybe if they advertised it more... Then that was yeah. yeah.
3: I've never seen an ad where Nintendo's ever said, "Hey, Virtual Console." Do you know what that is? And I, 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 we talk to people about it at the store all the time, and it's not just the Wii U; it's the Wii, and, yeah. and people never knew what that was. Never ever. knew.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, y'all. Let's take a break. On the other side, I think we've been playing some games. Maybe I don't know, but we'll have emails and other fun things. So stick around. GameWare Express will be right back. So since we started with news, Renee, hey, you beat Pokemon finally, right?
2: Finally beat it!
0: I still have two badges, so you know. How oh, many badges do you have? I have four. Okay, so Renee, you beat the game. I have eight. Oh,
2: Ooh.
0: I have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? Was it a good Pokemon game, or?
2: Well, I will say this about getting towards the ending, mm-hmm. um... I thought they couldn't outdo the Elite Four just the way that it looked with black and white. But, man, did they ever. Okay. Because I don't want to give away anything. But I um, that. each of the Elite Four's rooms, their stadiums that cool. you battle in cool. are beautiful and themed.
5: Cool. And
2: the champion's room is also really cool and mm-hmm. themed to him or her. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, ending was kind of weird.
0: Before you go on real quick, can you battle the Elite Four in whatever order? Or is it back to yeah, set like order? Yeah, like That's
2: true. You can do that. So, you so can it's any, any order. Any okay. order That's you like want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. It, everyone like has a different too. experience. And, you know, um, I actually spoke to a friend of ours about this too. And we talked about, oh, what order did you go in? I went in this order. Uh, I actually, I feel like whenever you fight your final Elite Four member, it should be the most challenging one because that's where your war stories come from, which is actually what we call in competitive Pokemon, you know, our good battle (laughs) stories, but this is where you should get your good war stories. It's where you should actually feel challenged. And with my last Elite Four member that I went up against, everyone was a walk in the park until Mm -hmm. I got to this person Mm. and they actually really challenged me. They were able to knock out a couple of my Pokemon with one of theirs. Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Maybe yeah. I'll get back to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you should. I mean, um overall there was also, you know, without giving away too much, there was mm. like an ending sequence. Um I feel like you becoming the champion is finally acknowledged. Okay. Though not so much maybe after you're the champion because I did walk around a little bit and talk to some people, and no one's like, Oh my god, you're the new champion! <laughs> no, there's none of that going on, but uh, it is like acknowledged in the ends, um, a little bit more so than other games, so I did like that. But other than that, um, like I said, there is an ending, but uh, some of these characters I just didn't care for
0: <laughs> it seemed like, I mean, like all your like companion friend people
2: those people and then some other characters that they decide to uh inject like a terrible rusty needle into the game oh gosh yeah <laughs> i really don't want to say anything bad against a pokemon game because i did enjoy this game
5: mm-hmm.
2: while you know around the 10 hour mark it started feeling like pulling teeth a little bit
5: mm-hmm. but
2: now that I've beaten it it I feel fulfilled a little bit okay. you know, I'm ready to go into more post game stuff
0: Is there a lot of post game stuff? or?
2: Uh, yeah there's a couple different things to do there's like a battle mansion something like that wh- mm-hmm. which is similar to like Battle any... Subway? Yeah it's okay. basically exactly like the Battle Subway Okay. and of course you can go and there are going to be places where you can fight um each of your, you know, little rivals that I don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> um you can fight them like daily or something like that and I don't know there's also a couple more things to do like some pokemon to catch that might go into the wild depending on which starter you choose. Oh. Ooh, okay. So, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. How would you say it fares or ranks compared to the other five generations?
2: Ooh, good question. <laughs> well, um, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it.
0: Okay. So, um, like a diamond and pearl level, or a ruby and sapphire level, level. or I guess I guess that's not a good barometer because maybe we have different opinions about those generations. But
2: yeah, certainly. Uh, not on the same level as I feel that um, like silver, gold, heart gold, soul silver, and. Black and White and Black and White 2 have for me in my heart. Those, those, those are, are my like favorites. top levels, yeah. Those are my mm. top shelf okay. Pokemon games. Okay. Um, but I would feel... I mean, it's mid-tier because uh, they introduced a lot of cool stuff in this generation that um, that were improvements. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd say... 'Cause I kinda rank Ruby and Sapphire and Diamond and Pearl Platinum, like all the like those generations the same because I like them mm-hmm. a lot and I enjoy mm-hmm. playing them a mm-hmm. lot and I did I have great memories with those games but um didn't pull me in as much as the other <laughs> few I just mentioned. Yeah.
5: You can say Ruby and Sapphire.
2: So is so it's like okay. I'll back so, you up.
1: So like for you it's like it's like I guess heart gold, soul silver, silver and gold. And crystal, I guess. And then like Black and white, black and white too. Or do you like black and white I like black and white
2: the best. That's my favorite. Okay, so that one's the best. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. In my mind. So
1: then then Mm -hmm. I guess like, so that's like top tier and then like middle tier is like red and blue and then X and Y and then like bottom tier is like third and fourth gen.
2: No, I feel like there isn't even a bottom tier. There's just a middle tier. Oh, okay. (laughs) The middle
0: tier and upper middle tier and then (laughs) upper tier.
2: Yeah. It, you know, the only things that really disappoint me about this game is um the the characters that you don't really care about, mm-hmm. but that they really try to get you to care about yet they don't, yet they do, yet oh, they really? don't, but they do. Yeah. Because it's like they seem like I see them when I go to this route and they're like we're all becoming friends and it just like, feels no, so, we're not.
0: I hate it. You. It feels a stale.
2: It's yeah, it's forced and stale and I'm not interested in them.
0: Do they ever explain why you have, like, five friends as opposed to, like, one or maybe two?
2: It's suddenly, like, there are all these kids that live in this same town that you just moved to. Oh,
5: okay. I
2: think that's kind of maybe what spoils it is, like, I just moved to this town. And then it's, like, this group, this tight-knit group of friends is, like, we're going to accept you into our, like, circle (laughs) practically. And it's, like... You guys all have, like, an established friendship, and now I suddenly have an established friendship with you? That's just not believable. And you
0: want to give me this, like, fire-breathing monster? (laughs) Yeah. They,
2: they, like, give you a special nickname that they call you. It's, like, super – it's really weird. It's like a gang. Yeah, (laughs) and I had them calling me – well, my nickname is Nay, and that's Mm -hmm. my name in the game. So whenever they asked for a nickname, I was like, oh, my name is already kind of a nickname. But I was like, okay, I'll go with this because some people call me Nay Nay. So I said, okay, nay-nay. So it's like every time I hear them call me nay-nay, it's like, don't call me (laughs) nay-nay. I told them to, but it's like, don't call me that. Like only a chosen few call me that. Don't call me that. But I chose it, so it's kind of dumb of me to even think that.
5: That's funny. But,
2: um, I mean, I like the addition of 3D graphics, but I'm more of a sprite person myself. Mm -hmm. So, And I really loved the detail of black and white sprites so and the movement of the camera around and i hate how in the battle sequences we have like the slowdown whenever it shows the two like pokemon side by side in those two frames oh, like yeah. i just wish i could turn that off so it just never happens whenever i get that slow down it's like uh it <laughs> feels like a hiccup or something you know
0: do you feel a lot of these issues may be addressed in the inevitable pokemon z
2: mm, no it's gonna be the same thing think so it's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna be just like Diamond Pearl Platinum. Okay. Where uh you basically have the same characters and the same pretty much everything, but the only thing that's going to change is the sequence when you get the legendary. Okay. That's what I feel. That's right. just my prediction. But maybe they could take a black and white to black and white two route where, you know, a lot of things are changing, like gym leaders and such. But yeah. I kind of feel like they won't do that because they spent a lot of time with well, these I gym mean, leaders, so
0: and Emerald was slightly different because you fought both teams. Yeah, I was like, let, let's, let's pray that and, it's not
1: like Emerald because that game... And dead. Platinum was slightly dead.
0: different in their setup in some of the story development, some of the characters. Yes. Um, and then I didn't play a lot of Black 2, but it technically wasn't a third game. It was a quote-unquote sequel. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this.
2: Yeah, and exactly what you said that... um, Sorry to talk about Pokemon so hey, much, you yeah. guys. <laughs> um, but I feel like it will be more of a return to platinum where they're just editing or not editing, but they're just changing things about what happens with team Flare and mm. not so much of what's happening in the world itself.
0: Yeah. So don't worry when, you know, Rachel or I or Steven beat this game, <laughs> it'll come up again, but you know, that's probably not to poke talk for this, for this, <laughs> for this uh, session. Um, has anybody else played anything this week?
1: Uh, I mean, I... Rachel's
0: gotten a little further in Zelda, but I don't really want to go into detail
1: with that, because I don't want to spoil it for you guys, since you haven't
2: played it yet. We'll get in a couple of weeks, yeah. don't worry.
0: Do you plan on playing that, Renee, at all? Or...
2: I between need worlds? to beat Link to the Past, actually. I've okay. never beaten it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I haven't either, and I know it's a kind of a sequel, but I've I also mean, heard you don't have to,
2: it's, to play it's it. It's a
1: standalone game. Like, it's not a Link to the Past sequel. by any. I mean, it is, but it's not like, you know... Like I said, like, I guess if you wanted to be one of those people that, like, where does it sit on the timeline? Like, it sits, you know, on a whole different timeline than A Link to the Past, and it's... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is its own entity, and it, it plays like A Link to... It plays like a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so, as long as you have played a Zelda game, it's right. not like you really need to know much of the lore behind A Link to the Past, because it's it's all explained to you anyway. Right. So...
0: And then, unfortunately, well, Stephen and I finished up with our, like, real jobs this week, so we're off for a few weeks and getting ready for Game of the Year, so we'll hopefully have more games to talk about in the upcoming weeks, so sorry we didn't have much to contribute to this.
3: Yeah, I only played a little bit of Zelda. Beat, yeah. I beat one dungeon, or one more dungeon, and, you know, I think with comparing it to Link to the Past, the one thing that I appreciate most is just that. I get to go back to those locations. Yeah. The map's the same. It's just like,
1: I know exactly where this is going to be.
3: So I I think if you play A Link Between Worlds uh, without having played Link to the Past, the only thing you're missing out on is the nostalgia for like, hey, I remember this place. It's the same place. exactly. But that's about it.
2: Yeah. How would y'all feel about something like that with Ocarina of Time? That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that would
1: be – I'd definitely be okay with that. I will say that like the thing I – I like most about A Link Between Worlds is the screen transitions. (laughs) I don't know. Again, and that's playing on my nostalgia. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, maybe not everybody likes that. As, you know, they're like, oh, I'm used to a Zelda game where I don't have to do that. Maybe
0: I'll bring a fresh perspective to this since I've only played one Zelda game to completion and I'm in the middle of another one. And
1: that didn't have those transitions. Yeah, and this will,
0: I guess, be my first quote-unquote 2D Zelda game Mm -hmm. or top-down Zelda game. So... I just want to beat Wind Waker HD first. So I played a little bit of that. I'm getting a little further in that. I only played like an hour, and i played a little more Need for Speed Rivals, but I've talked at length about those games enough. Nothing really new with those.
1: Played more Peggle 2 every day. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: did come out getting good
3: scores. It did. It came,
1: it came out on Monday.
2: It's, it's a good game, guys.
3: So I can't wait to play it on something I own. Right. I was
2: about to say, Stephen, when do you think yeah. you're going to play
3: it? <laughs> it on something that's not the Xbox One. You know,
2: when so. you bought Peggle on the DS, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How do you enjoy this? But I mean,.
4: Yeah,
5: I don't know what it is
1: about it Peggle, is
2: but shameless self-promotion. It is-
1: <laughs> so it is. It is cute. It's it's just something that you don't have to sit there and devote all of your attention to.
3: I devote all of my attention to <laughs> Peggle. That's the only true way I can play It's to become one with the Peggle.
1: And then whenever you beat a level in Peggle, again, I'm just promoting myself, you guys. Um, whenever you like beat a level, you. I don't know. Like I always feel like such a badass because like that <laughs> music comes on and I'm just like I'm so good at this game. <laughs> uh, so yeah.
0: As Rachel hits the table, we'll move on to what's coming out next week. New releases. It's not a whole whole lot. A lot of Vita titles actually. Um, first on Monday, <laughs> Stephen found this game. Had to share it with me. Deadfall Adventures which i don't know anything about that game but the cover looks like uh fake indiana jones is on the front it's probably game of the year contention probably that comes out on your xbox 360 so yay um indoor sports world eufloria hd and mutant muds deluxe will come out on your vita on tuesday mutant muds deluxe also comes out on ps3 oh and terraria comes out on your vita on tuesday
1: i played that game on steam yeah
0: rachel's microphone is wearing a hat <laughs> um and then zen pinball, zen pinball 2 will come out on playstation 4 as well is, is that you were telling me if you bought the table what yeah it? if you own any of the
3: previous zen pinball tables on ps3 or vita they you just get them on ps4
0: and that's the one that that's more um fantasy pinball. yeah fake pinball teams, right yeah so marvel star wars yeah unrealistic physics right i bought one of the adventures tables on my vita that yeah. i was doing is the the what was it pinball arcades a right. realistic one that's is that the, out on ps4 yet, no, or no it was okay. supposed to be a launch but it it's tba okay so that that's it those are your new releases for next week i mean not a whole lot and it's just going to keep slowing down until i guess march right well january there's I guess cool not, stuff coming out in january
3: Tomb raider definitive yeah finally yeah and February, Drive Club.
5: Okay. Yeah.
0: March, we have Titanfall. We have now Ground Zeroes. We have Infamous. Is it Infamous March or April? I think it's March. Okay. So. Doggy Kong comes out in February, February. or March. February. Yeah. March seems to be it because that's the end of the fiscal year. March is like the new the second November. Or the first November. That's right. That's right. So um, let's read some emails. We have some emails this week. GamewareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. Let me switch over to, you know, email client.
1: Emails, emails, emails.
0: That stands for electronic mail. Yes, thank you. 1995. Huh. Uh, Hikari writes in, says, good evening, GameWorks, rest crew. Because it's evening like, when we good record. Morning. Right, you know. I don't even know what time I'm going to get this up tomorrow. Um, my question is, if you had a choice of being somehow trapped in the setting of game, a game's world for any extended length of time, not necessarily forever, um. what game would it be, and why?
3: Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah! yeah that's pretty much the perfect world. Cabela's
1: Dangerous Hunt.
3: <laughs> would you be the hunter or the animal?
0: <laughs> well, I was going to ask for Roller Coaster Tycoon, are you the E or the rider? Are you yeah, the roller
4: coaster? That's the hardest question of my life. <laughs> are you the You're roller- the railroad her- track. I think I'm
0: craft? the guy mowing the lawn, like who... <laughs>
3: Always just wants to not clean up the garbage. <laughs> it's like, I told him not to mow the grass,
1: but there he goes. Dangerous. This would be good. Is that the the one with the lions and the tigers? They That's run special. towards
3: you when you shoot them. <laughs> Most hunting games, the animals run away from you.
0: That game, they run towards you. Rated M for Mature. Renee? Do you have a fantasy world?
2: Oh, this is so hard. Hmm. Do you want me to come back to you? Final Fantasy 4. Okay. Got to be Final Fantasy 4. Is
3: it because it's so romantic?
2: No, it's a beautiful world. You can get anywhere on airships. You can That's try. true. And there's Are so there many, roller coasters? Uh, there's a giant golem thing that comes out of a mountain. That's pretty That's cool. Pretty also awesome. a whale that can take you to the moon.
0: I can That's do that here.
2: You can show me the world? No. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: Um, I just didn't want to sing along. Can I'm I have sorry.
1: my serious answer? Because Cabela's Dangerous Hunts isn't my serious. Oh, I'm okay. really
0: disappointed in
1: that. I'm sorry, oh, damn guys.
0: It. Okay, what is your serious answer?
1: I mean, the obvious answer is Pokemon. That's true. Because That's true. you know, I can catch Pokemon.
0: But. I just want be. I want Blitzball to be a real thing, so I choose Final, Final Fantasy X. That was always my go-to answer, but I just love Blitzball. I love that mini game so much.
3: You know what's a really good adaptation? Going back to that from a long time ago. What's that? Blade Runner on PC. <laughs> Blade Runner on PC is a phenomenal game from Electronic Arts from mm-hmm. Westwood Studios. And uh, so I, I reneg my original answer okay. again. So Blade go get Blade Runner on torrent because you can't buy
0: it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for that question, Hikari um Anthony from Tokyo also writes in. Following up from uh his question from last week I believe, he did send us his three choices for a desert island game or desert island games. He said his one is a Kerbal Space Program, assuming he can get updates on that. Civilization 5 with the expansion packs and Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. Those mm-hmm. yeah, those games will hmm. keep you busy for a while. Yeah, yeah. pretty much never ends. <laughs> And then he also mentioned his worst games. Well, uh, he says Minecraft with a default seed set to Desert Island World, and he goes, Mu-ha-ha-ha-ha. "I have no idea what that <laughs> means."
5: none of us have Minecraft.
0: He says because it it's ironic because you're playing a survival game while you're stuck on a. On a oh, game. Okay. That's I like funny. that.
5: Good.
0: He says, uh, "Spore."
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: so good.
3: Yeah,
4: Spore <laughs> fucking
0: terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, he has to choose. Got to choose one, Anthony. He says Duke Nukem or Oh Six Sonic. Wait, Duke Nukem, which, forever? Forever? I assume he means forever. I assume he means forever. But I don't know, it just says Duke Nukem or 06 Sonic Game.
3: I think if you're going to say Spore, you kind of have to say SimCity 4. Really? Yeah, Yeah. because, I mean, SimCity, well, not SimCity 4, I'm sorry. SimCity. The SimCity. Not SimCity, because that game just fundamentally does not work.
0: Right. So, but his questions for this week. Steve and I were actually talking about this earlier today. He's asking about uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Coming out soon. What are your thoughts on the game? Will it fall flat like many MMOs before? He thinks it's gonna fall flat. Um. So, discuss.
1: Can I just say I'm not a big MMO person. Okay. But it seems like that the, the problem with MMOs, okay, mm-hmm. and and this is just something that I've noticed over time, is that if everyone's out there playing World of Warcraft everyone's got a wow account everyone's got a final fantasy 11 or 14 account then that's already a game that's consuming their time all of their friends are playing that game all of the you know the people that they've met in game are playing that game so why would I go to another MMO I have no friends over there that's another subscription that I have to pay for like it's not like if you're already playing an MMO the chances of you picking up another MMO are very slim Mm -hmm. and the people that play MMOs already have MMOs to play so
0: I don't I probably shouldn't say too much because I feel a little ignorant on this topic I saw a 30-minute presentation of Elder Scrolls Online two years ago at E3 2012 and it almost put me to sleep it was really boring it was really terrible it looked like an MMO clone and it looks like something I would never touch with a 10-foot pole I guess a lot of people were excited because they thought, I love Skyrim. I would love to play Skyrim with my friends. And they thought that's what that would be. And that's not what it was. Now, it did get delayed. It went away for a while. And I've heard rumors that it might come back out as something more of a multiplayer Skyrim. But then that wouldn't be an MMO. Right. I think a bunch of idiots running around Tamriel being Dragonborn, shouting Fusra Dot people will not work. Or it's just going to become some generic fantasy setting fetch quest of an MMO and why would I want to play that when I can
5: play wow
2: exactly and oh my going back to kind of what Rachel was saying because I feel like um, my opinion or I guess my friends are similar yet the complete opposite because all of my friends that play MMOs will go on to the next shiniest MMO Mm -hmm. and they'll play that for a couple Mm -hmm. months but then they always return back to their original love yeah. Wow! Um, wow, or I mean a lot of people are playing uh what's Realm, that? Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Realm yeah. Reborn and what's that?
0: Guild mo- Horse. No, uh,
2: no. What is it? Ah, uh, the mean, Dr- like, with Draven in it that What is that? League. League of Legends. Yeah. Oh, that's man, a, so MOBA, many. I that's know, a MOBA, like, but yeah. same, same thing. thing as, you know, mm-hmm. online with a bunch of people. So, yeah, most people I know will go on to the next shiniest MMO, but they'll always return exactly. to their one love.
0: So if you're asking if any of us are excited about Elder Scrolls Online, I think it's safe to say our answer is no.
2: Yeah. What about you, Stephen? Aren't you just so excited? You're super pumped? No.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. I've played you know, a lot of Elder Scrolls games over the years and kind of get to that 50-hour point, and then I realize I don't want to play this anymore. Um and I, since I don't play MMOs really at all, because it's just not something I have time. Time is my most valuable resource, so it's I, I just don't have the budget for for something like that. So I, I think, and I think you guys are right. I think it'll do well at first. Maybe people will pay for a month subscription, yeah. but inevitably it goes free to play within a year, mm-hmm. and then is you know is it a failed game at that point, or right. do they just monetize it? So
1: well, you know, and the thing is, is that MMOs are a huge risk for studios because they're expensive to produce and expensive to maintain is yeah expensive to maintain and you have to sit there and and rely on you know people playing this game like that that is your driving point so i think that i don't know it's a huge risk for them to do that i know the elder schools is very successful but i i've just not seen Any MMO get to the level of World of Warcraft, and every everything that has come out after World of Warcraft has been a World of Warcraft clone. Because Mm -hmm. hey, this is being successful. Why don't we try and make something like this? But
0: Um, his second question is another topic that's been highly controversial and highly discussed. But I don't think we've discussed it much. Uh, It's prices for digital games. Um, News just broke that. Xbox One games are actually more expensive digitally than their retail counterparts in Europe. Which is batshit insane because there's no pressing of discs, making of little you know, plastic cases, sending them out to retail stores, lighting up the stores, hiring somebody to sell said games to people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so he says it seems that Xbox is really screwing up in the EU with their prices being higher than it would be in the US. It should seem uh, to him that many games should be the same or cheaper price than their retail counterparts. He realizes that they were, um, let's see. I realize that if they were to completely cut out the middleman, then many people have no incentive to sell the hardware, which makes sense. Look at the PSP Go, for example. But what do you think the future of digital distribution will be for consoles? PCs have pretty much embraced you know, the digital frontier <laughs> with Steam, GOG. And other places like that he's hopeful for consoles and he wants to get you know a gigabit up and down internet when he moves to his new house mm-hmm. but he's not a big fan you know of carrying all his discs around cause especially in Tokyo you have small houses mm-hmm. so how what do you think the future for digital distribution
1: I mean I only see it getting bigger hmm but you know I I like my physical games.
0: Yeah, I know most of us at this table, I think, prefer physical because we like having our big shelves of stuff.
2: We wouldn't even all be here together. That's right. If it weren't for physical Physical Mm -hmm. games. Yes, that's
5: true.
3: And we see uh, every month, every year for the past couple of years, retail sales have been declining while digital sales have been increasing. So I don't think any of us would deny that. That's not a growing segment of this of industry, and that and that doesn't mean that we're actually interested in that. Because I'm I'm the type of person that won't buy a digital copy of something unless it's a unavailable physically, and even then I might not buy it. Or b it has to be like eighty percent off digitally for me to
0: buy Steam sales.
3: Yeah, something ridiculous. And then most of the time I don't even play it. Yeah. But I, I'm the last thing I'm going to do is pay sixty five dollars to download a digital copy of an Assassin's Creed game the day it comes out, and then wait twelve hours for it to download. Right you know, on a hard drive that I've only got so much space on. Well,
0: the the new consoles are trying to alleviate that by having, you know, day one downloads, same as retail, where you can download part of the game and start playing it while the other 30 gigs, you know, install in the background. But here in the States, our internet sucks. (laughs) And even here in Baton Rouge, where we live, it's it's not terrible, but it's not great. And you get a couple cities like Kansas City and Austin soon that will have google fiber and their gigabit internet but that's going to take years if not decades to make that the entire country and with games only getting bigger digital distribution is going to seem less and less intuitive just because it's going to take so long to download these games and not a lot of space on your hard drive and to hard, store them
1: hard drives are so expensive yeah and and i realize- well, the
0: xbox one you can't switch it the ps4 yeah. you can but you know yeah. well they'll they'll enable the um external hard drive support on xbox one that's true
1: i mean and you know i realize that you know the same could be said about retail games like oh those are so expensive compared to you know you know uh digital downloads i guess everywhere except europe but um you know it's i don't know I, i would just rather have the physical copy of the game so that way you know for like Nintendo's case where they don't have like a centralized system for me to keep right. all of my you know data and, and everything that I bought like it, if I lose my DS or if that breaks everything is gone I will have to start fresh again you know um so I would just rather have the physical copy of that so I don't lose the game that I bought so I don't lose the save file that I have so you know that that's just my thing
0: when I bought my Vita, I bought I bought that overpriced 32-gig card saying, for the Vita, I want to go all digital. Like, it's a, it's a portable system. I don't have to switch out or lose those little carts that are about as big as your pinky. Yeah. I just want to have them on there and press go. But I filled that 32-gig card up, especially with PlayStation Plus. And I found myself, since we do like to collect our games and have them on the shelf, going back and be like, well, crap, I should have bought that. I really like that game. I wish I had it on my shelf right now.
1: Yeah. Good thing I have a Vita. Right.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, with that since like you said you can't cut out retailers or make it cheaper because they'll throw a bitch fit and they won't carry your console and they won't sell it and then that's not because you can't sell digitally distributed games without anybody having consoles right and with the slow internet in America and the, the limited supply of hard drive it is the future it is coming it's just not this generation they're gonna push for it more but I don't think it's gonna fully take over this time around yeah when the psp go came out i wrote a column for the revelry saying that the psp go will fail but in the end digital distribution will win and it's still gonna go it's just when that happens
1: well what about like countries all over the world that like brazil and stuff they're like really into fifa okay Mm -hmm. on their ps2s whatever but (laughs) but i mean like you know if the new fifa is digital download only they're cutting out a huge percentage of of potential people that are going to want to play and buy this game right so you know it's it's risky in that sense because not everywhere around the world is as connected as we are all the time so. i think
0: the first thing big thing we've been hit with at least for us where a typically retail game only came out digitally was latest phoenix right i know i don't think any of us have bought that yeah yet. how I many
3: know. of us own that yeah but no, none of us none have of bought us. that yet
2: raise your hand if you bought it no nope. yeah, exactly. <laughs> how
3: many of us have like all the other phoenix red games yes yeah. Yep. yeah we all have all of them
0: so it, it, you're kind of screwing over your little fan base there like i know it's not selling a whole lot but then they can come back and say well I, no one bought this digitally so why should we make another one for the states and it's it, yeah it's it's if you want to call it some type of weird agenda by them or conspiracy whatever but it, it's kind of sucks and i know maybe once i get caught up with that game and it after a year or two and it never comes out here, I guess I'll break down and get it, but... I'm not going to do that.
2: There's <laughs> never the know. ones I own already. Maybe Have, we can buy a Japanese copy.
5: Sure.
2: <laughs> Have they
0: ever announced if the Leighton crossover is going to come out physically here next year? I know it's coming Ooh, out next year. There's
5: a um, question.
0: I
3: think, I mean, Nintendo has their... There's another Leighton game coming out before that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm sure it'll come out, but they're one game at a time as far as you know the marketing well i know so. and they, but
0: they announced the crossover will come out in 2014 i just meant will it come out physically
3: yeah i, th- I bet it will
5: i think know. so Yeah, okay i'd be surprised if it didn't
0: it
1: yeah. came out physically in japan
0: well yeah but so did yeah. phoenix ride five
1: yeah i guess that's true so <sighs>
0: that was a good question it's just you know uh, not right now not with the being the same exact price because why would i pay more for less
2: And we're funny people to ask about that, you know?
0: Some people, a lot of other people in this industry are saying they want to go digital. They're tired of carrying discs around and all that stuff. not
1: even that. You know, a lot of people, they don't want to drive out to the mall. They don't want to go into the store. They don't want to deal with people. They don't want to do that. Like, it's like you do whenever you order off Amazon and it just comes to the door. Like, they don't Mm -hmm. want to, you know, nobody wants to deal with people anymore. Like, they just want to sit at their house and they just want to, you know, get it instantly to them. That's why streaming is big. And that's why this is going to be big, too. Until
0: the servers crash and you can't download it. Exactly. Thanks for the emails, y'all. Those are always good conversation. Always good discussion with these emails. So uh, keep emailing us. And new people, don't be afraid to email us. You know you're listening. You want us to talk about your stuff. We'll be glad to. Yeah. GamewareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. Let's wrap this up with our special stages. I still need to think of one. Someone needs to go first. Go
3: buy a Nintendo console. Help them out. <laughs> they make good games.
0: If you're trying to get an Xbox
3: One and a PS4 and you can't, you can't find them at, at the stores or online, why, why do you even want either of those? Because there's really not much to play there. Now we, have, we have PS4s, but we're playing Wii U right now. We are. So are. Um, and maybe you don't like Nintendo's games, and if you don't, then maybe you should uh, try them again. They're fun. So give them a
1: shot. Yeah. Rachel? I guess like I don't know. Uh, I think, um, you know, I don't know. I I went to Game War College Drive the other day, mm-hmm. and I uh, I bought a couple NES games that I'm excited to play that I've heard nothing but good things about. Star mm-hmm. Tropics and The Adventures of Lolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Tropics is one of the only games that was on the NES that only came out in America. Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird. That is weird. Yep. So I'm excited to play those, and um, I mean that's really it. I I keep doing this thing where I like keep buying games and then I don't play them. Yeah, we're bad. <laughs> we're bad
4: about that. I mean,
1: I've I've played like you know, because I bought like Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse because I said I wanted to start playing more Mickey Mouse games and mm-hmm. not finish Epic Mickey, which I need to do. <laughs> um, and like we bought Tetris Attack and uh Maximum Carnage and. All kinds of stuff. So yeah. we we'll, we're we're off for like a week or so. We're gonna play video games, guys.
5: <laughs> Renee? Right.
2: I guess what is kind of cool a cool thing Stephen and I bought is that collector's edition of Tales. Oh yeah,
3: of we found that. <laughs> so we we had like the the regular edition of Tales of Zelda, which, which we bought cool, when that know. came out. It's still factory sealed.
2: Yes. But but now, no. now we have
3: a factory sealed copy of the special edition, which is, is like a foot tall and it comes with <laughs> this figure.
2: So. It's huge and it's amazing.
3: Renee wanted to open that up, and I'm like, "What the hell's wrong with you?
2: Like, don't, uh, don't open it. Let me headbutt you right now, <laughs> right
3: in the closet." So, and and there's a bunch of Tales games coming out next year, not to steal your thunder, but
2: no, yeah, I mean that's gonna be exciting, so. Looking I've never played three. Any of those games. You, yeah. you guys can yeah, play those games Indiana's. together,
5: too. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh,
1: we should try doing that. <laughs> you know, I have a factory-sealed copy of Space Chimps on the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> ah,
0: that's a classic right there. <laughs> yes. Nintendo is <was> doomed.
1: Um, <laughs> that third-party support that everybody's asking for, go buy Space Chimps. Who
0: made that game?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Activision. No, I think it
0: was Gamecock,
4: actually.
3: <laughs> no, they went out of
0: business. Um... I guess for mine, I will. I want some friend requests on PlayStation 4 because while I don't play a lot of online multiplayer games like Battlefield or Call of Duty, I do like, I was playing through Need for Speed Rivals and I added Jeff Gerstman of Giant Bomb, he accepted my friend request, and it was cool because on that game you have your speed wall and you can compare times and race events with other players on your friends list, and since he's the only other person that played that game on my friends list, it was cool comparing my Scores and times to him because you know, he's big in the industry. So, if you want to, you know, add me on PlayStation 4, I'm BayouBangle032. I'll probably send you a, a full name request, so you should probably accept that because I'm into that now. But yeah, add me if we can maybe play some games together or compare times and scores on um, Need for Speed or Items and Knack. So, yeah, you can do that. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arender.
1: I'm on Twitter at, at use the Triforce. That's also my PSN name, but I'm never on there. So I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to accept your friend request.
0: <laughs> yeah. You still have not accept my n- name request. That's
1: because we're on the same console. So I would have to log into your console <laughs> and then accept the name request and then let you sign back in.
2: So
3: That sounds too hard.
1: <laughs> no.
2: Effort guys. I'm on Twitter. Mint Choco Nay.
0: <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Steve Gameware. Awesome. You can also find us on Facebook. Is it facebook.com slash gamewarebr? Yeah. Okay, we have a Facebook group. You can come and start threads. Have some good discussion on there, too. I'll delete everything if you post anything. No, we, we don't <laughs>
3: delete anything on there. Just just
0: about. You know, just to be spam, beanbag chairs. Um, so in a couple weeks, I think next week's going to be our last real episode of the year. Because once Christmas comes around, you know, we want to spend time with our families and not be at my kitchen table recording this. So we'll have our Game of the Year show in a couple of weeks, too, guys. So y'all be getting y'all's Game of the Year lists together. Everyone else can be ready to hear these lists and berate us for them.
1: Email us your favorite Game of the Year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Top five, yeah. you know, top threes.
1: Do that. We'll read them
0: on air because 2013 year was a great year for games. They had a lot of cool stuff come out. So that'll be in a couple weeks. Get ready for that. Hopefully our new equipment sounds better in your ears. And, you know, we're growing operation. Got three microphones. Still trying to get, you know, four or five so we can each have one. Sorry to have y'all share, Stephen and Renee. But, you know, hopefully it's come together well, and well we'll keep this going. Ten episodes in. Let's make it to 100. Woohoo. hoo So oh, uh, yeah. that's our show. We'll be back next week. Y'all have a great weekend. See you next time.